come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my world. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your polter guide, Kinsey. I'm your polter guide, Debbie. I'm your polter guide, Donna. I'm your polter guide, Adrian. And this week we watch the... <laughs> There's Mac. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he did something weird. He wasn't really following... I don't think he double tapped. He went off to Graceland. Yeah. <laughs> So with the beast <laughs> and the musician <laughs> named Berkeley. <laughs> so this week we watched Zombieland 2 Double Tap. And for those of you that don't know what it's about, our good good buddies at IMDb will give you a refresher. Which no, is... no, 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 no. This is a movie about the wonderful bond between a father and a daughter and how it can never be broken. Nice. That's really good. Nice. They're going to disagree with you. I thought about that just now. (laughs) I'm not, because I really like that, but um, IMDb says... No, 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 no. No, no, no. It's a movie about how family is what you make it. Fuck your blood. (laughs) That's good. That's good, too. I like it better than the first thing I said. They both work. I'm I'm, I'm fans of both of them. Hashtag, fuck your blood. (laughs) Hashtag, not literally. (laughs) So, hashtag, no kink shaming. (laughs) So, IMDb... Actually, you know what? <laughs> really, what this movie is about is the importance of following the rules. But rules are made to be broken. That's true. And then you get eaten. And then you get eaten. Touche. <laughs> so what does IMDb say? <laughs> Columbus... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> it's actually a movie about how Bill Murray is a fucking gift to the world. Indeed. Yeah. All right. So what IMDb is going to disagree with all of your summaries. One of these days, IMDb isn't going to disagree. And that's going to be a great day. (laughs) I'm just going to be done when that day happens. (laughs) Mac will implode if If he can't say IMDb is a den of lies. I'm just going to be like, and I'm done. But Columbus, Tallahassee, Wichita, and Little Rock move to the American heartland as they face off against evolved zombies. Wait. Fellow survivors and growing pains of the snarky makeshift family. Heartland? They moved to D.C. Well, then they went to Tennessee. Where is the Heartland? Oklahoma. Oh. I thought it was kind of like us and Remember when the Murrow bombing happened and they just kept saying terror in the Heartland? And we're the Heartland. Okay. I mean, they started out in D.C. They started out in Wichita. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, like, let's take a moment to remember Wichita and Little Rock. Yeah, that's weird. It's not really the Heartland. No. Mm-mm. Graceland, not Heartland. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's okay. So let's go around. Did you like it? Did you not like it? I was going to try and pull up my little review that I posted on Facebook, but basically my favorite movie of 2019 is Zombieland <laughs> Double Tap. Full stop. It was, it was just a delight. The movie's fantastic. And that was before the post-credit scene. Is that a spoiler? Yeah. That's a spoiler. Well, we already... No, that there's a post-credit scene? You just did a good deed yeah, you by did. letting people know there is okay. a post-credit scene. Because we had people yes. walking out. Well, because there's a mid-credit scene, mm-hmm. and then there's a post-credit scene. Oh, we walked out. Oh, and then, yeah, we did. I didn't see the post-credit scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's... Oh, we got to go see it again? Shit. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I really, like, I actually leaned over to my husband and was like, that was a really fun movie. It was, it was super fun. I was cracking up laughing. It was hilarious. And I was even, you know, I forgot we were recording, but there were so many good quotes. I was like, I need to remember some of these quotes, but there were too many by the end of the movie. Yeah. Too many. The quote could just be the script. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I liked it too. I dug it. It was just fun. And that's what I want. I want to have fun. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this one delivered in the scares department as much, but it was a lot of really fun gore. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they were trying to be scary. I think it was just, this is one of those, I think this was a fan service. It's like, we had fun with this. We know you guys like this. Did we need a sequel? No. But did we like it? Yes. With the harping on the three, do you think they're going to do a third one? I would die laughing, especially if they waited like another 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be just hilarious. 
I liked... I'm sorry, has it been 10 years since the first Yeah, 2009. They even said it in the movie. Yeah, that was that whole joke with, like... That line is so 2009. Yeah. I mean, I heard her say that, but I didn't realize that it had, that can't be possible. When they lost like five years somewhere. When did Walden Books go out? Because there oh. was a Walden Books in that mall. That yeah. Was, Luke and I were newly married. Were we even married yet? I think oh. in Tulsa, here in Tulsa, Walden oh. Books has been gone for a long fucking yeah. time. Yeah. Because I think they the last Walden Books was in Promenade Mall yeah. before they had carpet on the floor. Actually, it says, according to Wikipedia, Walden Books went defunct July 18, 2011. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There, okay, so then that would... There could have been yeah. a Walden Books yeah. in the mall yeah. in tw- 2009. I think we can probably go a little bit longer without really giving away any spoilers, partly because I don't feel like this is the kind of movie that has a lot of spoilers. But as a general warning, I think we're out of the safe zone if you want to go in pretty fucking blind. You are now in the danger zone. There, there are some How Kenny Loggins. Yes. <laughs> or is it? No, not. I said the wrong. No, you didn't say Kenny Loggins. No, okay. uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, you can spoil things, but nothing is going to ruin the movie. No. This isn't like Luke, I Am Your Father or anything. No. And there's our there's one, one spoiler. Star Wars reference. Well, I guess there is one. Yeah. So we're we're out of spoiler terror. Or we're into spoiler. Okay, what's we're the in, one spoiler? Because I think I want to talk um, about her. The nut allergy. The nut oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do want to talk about Madison because I love Madison. <laughs> A character like that, the like typical sort of vapid pretty girl, is so often written as being shitty. But she was so nice. Yeah, like yeah. she was just super supportive of everybody. Yeah, yeah, even yeah. when they were mean to her. I also felt like they made it pretty clear that a lot of the way she acted was an act. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly in that scene with Columbus when she's like, Listen, if you don't get it together, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna bite the bullet and go for the old guy because yeah. I've been in a freezer for three months and I wanna fuck. Like she dropped everything in that moment. I loved like, that moment. Yeah, yeah, her like valley girl voice, her little lilts oh, at yeah. the end of her sentences. Mm-hmm. Everything dropped, her body language changed while she delivered that line, and mm-hmm. she was just like, I know what's going on, and this is what I want out of this moment. <laughs> and so I just I really loved her. I loved at the end when she like, you know, they had a really good opportunity to make her shitty uh-huh. and they didn't. Like she was still like, Well, here's your ring, cool. Yeah, but yeah, she, no, she was, was shitty. One of the things that I really like about Zombieland is I watched In the Tall Grass recently. And one of the things I noticed and got really frustrated about is in the tall grass was the ratio of male to female characters and what they did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, even the fucking dog is a dude. You got like counting the dog, seven fucking people, like seven characters. There should be a more even split of female. There's no reason like, okay, sure. The dad needs to be a guy. Travis needs to be a guy. The brother, I guess. He, you could go either way. The brother's fucked in that incest way that, you know, you could be like, boy or girl, doesn't matter at this point. Uh, and the pregnant chick obviously needs to be a chick. Like, the kid could have been a girl. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for that. But one of the things I've always really appreciated about Zombieland is that they keep the ratio fairly even. Like, in Zombieland, when Little Rock and Wichita go away, they bring in Madison. Yeah. And so you maintain, mm-hmm. and then they bring Wichita back. So you maintain that that good balance, uh-huh. the fucking realistic balance. <laughs> and while I don't normally love things that really emphasize gender differences, I cannot. I just I loved how many times the guys would be over there doing something just ridiculous, and you'd just see the women standing back with their arms crossed, like Jesus Christ. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> I felt like this movie was playing with the way that gender is viewed in a very interesting way. Mm-hmm. We were we were talking about it after the movie because there's a lot of baggage that this movie has to deal with. Since the original one came out in 2009, society has made a lot of changes, has gone through a lot of changes in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. In 2009, Tallahassee was fine. That was yeah. a fine character. There was like a, a cel- like here's a celebration of masculinity. And in this movie, they really do, I think, a good job of pointing out the parts of his character that are flawed while still letting him be that. Like whenever Wichita comes back and is like and is talking about how Little Rock ran off with a musician from Berkeley, and the way that he is just going into full on like 
angry. Like when my daughter's first date comes over, I clean the guns. Right. Like he goes into full mode on that. And like Wichita and Columbus watch him do it. And then they're like, do you think you might have overreacted a little? He's like, yeah, yeah. I overreacted a little. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like they're, they're, they're dealing with the fact that he is kind of an artifact character in a really good way, I think. Mm-hmm. And with the, the female characters, um, whenever they meet up with Nevada, Tallahassee and not Tallahassee have that conversation about parking in the driveway. <laughs> and she's like, I'll make sure none of you parks in my driveway. <laughs> and then like in a lot of movie in a lot of other movies, I feel like Nevada would have been a character that ends up rescued. Mm-hmm. But she gets to come in and do the rescuing. Yes. Not only does she get to come in and do the rescuing, but she does it in an incredibly showy, yeah, badass yeah. way. Yes, and then Tallahassee it. literally looks at her and says, oh my God, you're so sexy right now. Mm-hmm. Like, she is lauded for that. Yes. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Of course, it also helps that it's Rosario Dawson. Yes. Like, Rosario Dawson helps everything. I agree. I want <laughs> to be her when I grow up. She's amazing. I was so excited. I actually have a note that it was like, yay, Rosario Dawson. I was so happy to see her. Yep. I love her. It made me happy when I saw her name in the credits. Me too. Before I even saw her, I was happy. <laughs> but, but yeah, that, that, that's the effect Rosario Dawson has on me. I'm just like, oh, her name. Yay. I'm so happy for her. <laughs> Rosario Dawson, colon, exists. The rest of us, yay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have like I don't have a lot. I didn't take any notes. I, was, I mean, it was just a fun movie. Yeah. Okay, uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna break this down. So break it down, break it down. We're gonna break it down. So um, Columbus proposes to Wichita. By the way, I so wish I had watched Zombieland recently because I spent like the first. 10 minutes of the movie going, why the fuck are they calling each other by city names? What is that about? And then I kind of was like, oh, oh yeah, this was a thing. I I remember that it was a thing, but then I was, I thought it was like a them thing, but then everybody else is also doing it. And so now I want to know what the like underground communication network is like. Uh I'm so interested in the world building. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like how did, how did she know that married was a thing. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. I mean, it's, it just, it's, it's a weird reality thing that makes you wonder in the reality of this world. How did that happen? I, I want to know too. There was a CCTV there <laughs> and somebody was watching on the other end. Somebody saw it happen. That's the only thing I can come up with. Or somebody else came up to Murray's house, saw what happened, figured it out, and then oh. I mean, then Nevada's got her hotel. Like, I mean, it's there, so it looked like survivors came and went. Like, she was kind of She's got the hotel, and she's got it lit up. Like, yeah. I originally thought it was lit up because Little Rock and Berkeley were there, Yeah, but that's just apparently how she keeps it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it almost kind of like a safe haven. Mm-hmm. Like, people just traveling, because, I mean, she knew Albuquerque and Flagstaff. You know, she met... Tallahassee and them. So I think it was kind of, I don't know, just a haven. Mm. Maybe trading information for just a night's rest. Can I say one more thing about Nevada? I really like that she's got the sort of like rockability mindset, but she's also not super femme. Mm-hmm. No. Like, she's like, I'll wear, like, she dresses like Zoe from yes. Firefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. And I um, just love her. Yep, she's, she rocks. So Columbus proposed to Wichita. And then she fled. With a note. With with a note. <laughs> Which is what they did in the first movie, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember a lot from the first movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> apparently it was 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they left with notes. Like, that was definitely a callback. So. They, they really dealt with their callbacks masterfully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's why I said. I This is one that it was strictly... They wanted to do this, and it was fan service. Like, they dealt with the callbacks. Like you said, the Tallahassee thing was handled, I mean, just beautifully. And they just dealt with everything. I can come up with, like, two complaints for this movie. Okay. One of them is that the first one, it felt a little bit cartoonish, but, like, in the cutaway scenes, always felt kind of cartoonish. But what was happening always felt real. Like, when it got to the end scene in the original Zombieland, I remember thinking, oh, fuck, they might legit die. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, that last scene was so concerning for me because like I was so attached to them mm-hmm. because the rest of the movie had dealt with everything so well. And it was always dangerous, but a little bit funny and silly. And the last scene felt that same way, mm-hmm. except I was like, I don't see a way out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did not feel that in this last scene. In this movie, I felt like the whole thing felt a little bit more cartoonish. Now, I do like that Madison helped because I felt like it was her idea to throw shit over the side of the tower. Fuck, how is she being that accurate? <laughs> she has depths. <laughs> she, has, um, she has layers, she has Connor. Layers. She, has, she can kill a zombie with a watermelon from the top of a 30-story tower. And those things are moving, so you know she has to calculate. Wind speed, yeah, trajectory. Yeah. That word. Madison's the next Shadowrun character, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> The new characters that they introduced, like Madison, I think they did great. Berkeley had nothing except being pretty. You know, he, he was, was a plot driver. Yeah, he was. He was an archetype. Yeah. <laughs> he was. He was an archetype of the the hippie pacifist boyfriend. Right, but so was Madison. Mm-hmm. Like not the same archetype, but she was an archetype. Oh no, but for they, sure. They gave her depth, mm-hmm. whereas Berkeley only felt skeezy. Because he's lying to, like, he's like, he fucking sings Bob Dylan. And he's like, yeah, I wrote that. And he says that for no other reason than to, like, impress her or Mm -hmm. get in her pants. Yeah. Why did she let that fly? Because I think she wanted to fuck. Oh, yeah. She wanted a boyfriend. (laughs) So far as I can tell, you know what? I should have said this during the IMDb thing. The whole plot of this movie (laughs) is three people go in search of somebody to fuck. (laughs) Because Tallahassee is like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Sees Nevada is like, I am not fine. (laughs) Little Rock is literally like, I want to fuck somebody. And all I have are my father figure and my sister's boyfriend. Right. And then Wichita's like, well, I don't know. Maybe I want to fuck other people, so I'm going to leave. And then Columbus is like, well, I don't want to fuck other people, but now there's one here, right. so let's do it. Like, the whole movie is a, is the quest for sex. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I'm uh, so mad I didn't say that earlier. It's all right. You got it in. Um, <laughs> Double Tap is not just talking about shooting them in the head. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that she just really, really wanted to. Cause she was, she, you know, she was eleven when it happened. Uh-huh. So she's on the precipice of doing the teenager things. Everybody else has already done them, but then she's growing up in this world where she doesn't have any friends. She doesn't have video games. Like she doesn't have any normal teenage things. I found her character really unlikable in the beginning. Like I was just like, calm down, tiny child. (laughs) It's going to be okay. But also I think that it's difficult as an adult now to understand teenage angst. But I think, yeah, she just wanted a boyfriend. She wanted friends her age and she wanted to fuck. (laughs) I feel like I still experience teenage angst. See, I think it's different though. Because like I get angsty, but teenagers get angsty about stuff where I like nowadays I'm like... I know you feel like this matters. It does not fucking yeah. matter. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. <laughs> Where, and like, even now, whenever I get angsty, I'm like, this is stupid. It's fine. So I like the classifications of the different zombies. They're, yeah. they're naming convention. I thought that was a lot of fun. That's one of the things that made me wonder about the names more is because nobody else was following their naming scheme. I think I, the naming scheme was that group. When the two groups meet, because um, one of them was calling on... Bolts. bolts and then there was the T and they called them the T eight hundred. So I liked that there was just like no, this is just unique to us. Mm-hmm. Except then you have the whole Murray thing. <laughs> yeah, you have the whole Murray thing, and everybody naming themselves after the city they came from. Yeah, there was a moment in the theater that I just really enjoyed when because what they said was we call them T eight hundreds because they're like the Terminator. So there's this pause between T-800 and the explanation of T-800. And there was like five people in the theater, including me and my friend, who were like, T-800, yes! <laughs> the Terminator, oh, says the rest of the theater. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just really enjoyed it. I remember, um, was it Star Trek Four where they got back the Enterprise? Wasn't Star Trek Four the weird god one? No, no. Star Trek Four was the one where they went back in time. Okay. Star Trek, yeah, it's whales. Yeah, whales. You leave with whales. With okay, at any rate, so they had they had just <laughs> the god one. Five. Is the god. So they had destroyed the Enterprise, and then they got the Enterprise back. And there's this moment as they're as they're coming to see their new ship, where the camera pans up, and you see NCC seventeen oh one D, and there's this <gasps> pause where some of the audience goes. <gasps> 
<laughs> and then it pans up some more and you see USS Enterprise. And <laughs> I just love that because it's a, here you go, Trekkies. You get this. The, the, and now everyone else does. It's the nerd pause. The nerd pause, yes. <laughs> so there was a nerd pause after T-800s for a very few people to go, <gasps> Yeah, yeah. It hadn't occurred to me that there would be people that didn't know what to eat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to live in that world, but apparently. You do. But I do. But so I do. I yeah. There's a lot of things about this world right now yeah, that I don't want to in. I haven't. Darkest watched, timeline, kids. Yeah, I know, I know. I haven't watched Terminator that much, and, and Don and I might have failed you as friends, but that's okay. <sighs> I don't know about that. <laughs> You don't want to watch more Divine <laughs> Divine Virgin <laughs> Kyle Reese? <laughs> no. I thought we decided he was groomed. <laughs> you can still be a Divine Virgin and groomed. <laughs> but when they said the name, like somehow, I guess just with the con, even like I figured it out, even though mm-hmm. like I haven't seen Terminator that much for some reason, I would. Because I you live together in the world. like a second before. Because you're like, actually, it's probably because you're a nerd. Oh, okay. Like, I guess there are people that go see My this brain movie that aren't nerds. That sure, sure, sure. There are people who go to see it because it's a comedy, yeah, as opposed to us who go to Although see I it. Although I kind of feel bad for the people that want to go see it because it's a comedy, because this is a fucking gory comedy. It is. But then there's that Venn diagram that this is for those people that want the gory comedy. Yeah, that's. Like, is it us? You and yeah, me? yeah, it's us. It's us, by the way. But still, it's there. It's me. It's me. There aren't a lot of horror comedy movies that I like. Zombieland, there, there's a particular tone I want in horror comedy. Yeah. Zombieland hits it. Um, a lot of Joss Whedon's, like, uh, Cabin in the Woods, yeah, it's, obviously, it's, yeah. hits it, this, this podcast. <laughs> What's the Taiki Waititi one? The- oh, What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a fine line to find that balance, and when it's done right, that's that's your sweet spot right there. When it's done wrong, like all the scary movies, like, I'm done in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> the scary movies, the problem with those, they're going lowest, low-hanging fruits. Yeah. Like, you gotta just bring it up. You don't have to be the lowest hanging fruit. You can still do here. <laughs> See, I, like, I, I guess I, I don't really love comedies. Okay. In gen- like, I, it's not my favorite genre anyway. And so, whenever there's a comedy that feels like it's making fun of my favorite genre, I'm like, oh, I extra don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> so, how about that fight in the hotel? That was oh. so good. Dude, that was one shot. Like, I, yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh. So I was watching it going, and Billy leans over me. He's like, this is one fucking shot. I'm like, and then it hit me. I'm like, oh my gosh, it is one shot. And it was uh-huh. just. The yeah. choreography in this movie is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. They have that especially, that bite. Oh, yeah. And again, I want to talk, like, the fight is mostly between Columbus and Tallahassee and their doppelgangers. But I still love that even in there, the. The women get to do. Oh yeah! Like they are still badass and mm-hmm. and saving some people's asses. Oh yeah, Nevada was just super cool in that fight. It was like she was she 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 wasn't freaking out. She wasn't running around. She was making precise, yes. calculated shots. Can we talk about her using a fucking six shooter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, she was she was Zoe from. She's Firefly. like, yeah, no, she's got a very specific aesthetic and mm-hmm. she's, she is going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> she owned that aesthetic. Hmm? I said when they reboot Firefly. Yes. 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 I yes. don't want her to be Zoe. I just don't want Zoe to be Zoe, but Rosario <laughs> Dawson can be Zoe's sister. I'm <laughs> down. Yep. Ooh, ooh, or, or I don't know how, how old is Rosario, Rosario Dawson? She's right our age. I think she is our yeah. age. So she might technically be t- like old to do this, but it's Hollywood, so whatevs. She should play Zoe and Wash's daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be cool with that. This movie's just really good. Like, I feel like but there's not a lot to to pull apart because it's yeah. just like it's that just moment fun. was really funny. Yeah. That moment was really funny. So. Yeah, the choreography was great. the The sets were amazing. Oh, we can talk about the the, the Zombieland landmarks. Yes. Well, that's the pole. No. Oh, no. No? The no. pole is something else. Okay. No, that is the pole. Oh, yeah. it is the no, pole. No, but we wanted to talk about the... the. Would you tell Nevada that you killed Bill Murray? Yeah, if, right. No. No, she would kill the fuck out of me. Yeah. I think maybe after you knew her for a long time, you could reveal that. I don't know. I think after you knew her for a long time, you once could... Once you've endeared yourself to her. I think Nevada's a Hufflepuff. 
And I think you, you would give her loyalty and she'd be like, that's a bummer. I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just think she's a Hufflepuff because you're a Hufflepuff. I'm not a Hufflepuff. I'm you're, a Ravenclaw. You're a Ravenclaw? Okay. What if she was trolling them and she I'm a Ravenclaw then? My Ravenclaw and my Hufflepuff are real close. Okay. <laughs> she, we, that's also possible. She might have already known. She does run the inn. Who's running the inn now? The inn is running the inn. Did he Ooh. keep those blue suede shoes? I hope he did. I think he did. I, he tried to take one off during that long shot or yeah. something. Yeah. I don't know what I he was doing. I couldn't figure out why. Like, I couldn't figure out if he was trying to take it off or put it back on or like find something to hit the zombie with, but he was having some shoe trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and then he fell down. Oh, God, the blue suede shoes. Elvis's actual shoes. That was so good. <laughs> I look, just so Poor good. Tallahassee. <laughs> he wanted it so bad. He did. Like, I just, Jesse Eisenberg, I think, is so good at, like, the adorable awkward. Mm-hmm. Like, even the, the the way that he proposed. Oh, yeah, the way that he proposed to Wichita, and then the way he dealt with it after. Just, like, A fucking plus, dude. Uh-huh. A plus. Because he's, like, he proposes to her, and then she freaks out, and he's immediately like, I'm sorry, I put you on the spot. Let me back off. It's yeah. cool. I will get into bed with you. We're not angry at anybody. We're going to go to bed. We're going to sleep. Everything is fine. To the point that he's legitimately shocked that she's not there in the yeah. morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know, I just, like, he's just, I like him. That's, that is yeah. a fantastic way to have dealt with that situation, I think. Yes. He, on his end, not hers. Right. She was being kind of terrible. Yes. He does really well, and it's just kind of a, it's a newer trope that has come out called Soft Action Boy. And it's ones that care about people's feelings. Like, they, they use uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker, Finn from... Uh, the new Star Wars films. There's a couple of, uh, I think Steve Trevor's another one, but that's what they dub it as soft action boy, that he's listening to everyone's opinions and especially being a considerate human being. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But but Eisenberg does that very well. That Mm -hmm. uh, And then he turns around and does badass shit. Yeah. And then we'll see my examples because they do the same thing. So, but yeah, he's a soft boy. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Soft boy. But he does it very well, and so he, I like it. Except that it implies, like, I don't know, it's good, but it also feels like a, a name, a trope name that somebody gave to be a little bit denigrating. Yeah, but then they use the examples in the stuff that they do. See, and I, the, the examples are so good, though. Like, yeah. those are good characters. Mm-hmm. I saw it on Tumblr, so take it as you will. But I like if 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 a woman named the trope, then it is not insulting. If a man named the trope, then it's definitely intended to be insulting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who named it. Unless unless the man know. who named yeah. it was a soft boy himself, in which case it was not an insult. Yeah. Yeah. I need a flow chart. Yes. But yeah, he, he falls in line with that new the, the new trope that has been emerging. Falls in line with or helped to create because the originals like he is playing the same character That's here that true. he played ten fucking years ago. That's true. So then I would say then he he helped create it. Because, like, that that seems to be the thing. Like, I think he and Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. probably Michael both fall Sarah. into that. Michael yeah. Sarah. Yeah. Michael Specifically, Sarah. though, Scott Pilgrim is what I was thinking uh, about. Yeah. I think so. They started the Trailblazers then. Mm-hmm. I'll sign off on that. There's just so many things that they did with characters. Like, oh, here's another slight complaint I have. Little Rock seemed like more of a MacGuffin than a character in this one. I can see your point. I can see your point. She didn't really have a character arc the way that other that the other ones did. See, I think she did because she went off looking for what she thought she wanted. Okay, so she went off because she wanted a boyfriend, right? So she found a boyfriend, and she's like, yes, I got what I want. And then when her family came and found her, she was like, you know what? This isn't what I wanted. And by the way, I know who Bob Dylan is. So, <laughs> um, so I think she did have, it wasn't a very in-depth character arc, but she had a character arc. I guess so. I'm a little bit bummed out that at the end of the movie, she was the only one that didn't end up with somebody to fuck. It's true. Yeah. Everybody else got their side piece on their arm. She she should have met somebody good at the... I was a little camp. bit surprised that, that she didn't... What if she met a girl? Listen, okay. What if she met a girl? I was sort of hoping that Madison would turn out to be bi. Uh Uh-huh. And there were moments where I was like, man, it would make me so happy if, like, Madison and Wichita started flirting right now. 
Whenever I saw her eating the nuts, oh, I was yeah. like, oh, she's going to be allergic to nuts. Yeah. They're going to think she's a zombie. But I was like, either that's going to happen or they're going to start flirting. That was another thing that made me regret that I hadn't seen the original much sooner because Madison was the first person you saw turning, even though she wasn't really. Mm-hmm. She was the first person we saw turning in this movie. And I didn't, re- I-, I thought they were thinking she was going to die and then come back as a zombie. I didn't realize they thought she was becoming a zombie at that moment. Um, it wasn't until later on in the movie when we saw some other people becoming zombies that I realized, oh, that's what they thought was happening. I also like the little bit of character development we get on Columbus with the knowledge that he did not shoot Madison. Yeah. Yeah. That like when it came down to it, he could not do that. Okay. But were you surprised that he no. didn't? No. I was, I was, I was pretty confident when they didn't show him doing it, that he didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. I was, whenever they were driving away and they kept showing the shot where you could see all three of them in the van and the back window, I kept expecting to see Madison, like zombie Madison running after them or mm-hmm. something. And then that didn't happen. And I sort of forgot about it, but I like, I was zero surprise whenever she showed back up mm-hmm. because I was like, there's no way that's the end of her. They didn't do all of this yeah. just to drop that character. Yeah. I do like their willingness to set up a really great joke and then let it go when it's done. Uh-huh. Like with the doppelgangers, yeah. they, they, you know, they had a fantastic joke and Maybe they played I- it out <laughs> to its end. And then they killed the fucking characters and went on with the movie. Yeah. yeah. And I think that like the movie is better for that. Yeah. Well, and I like they they do a misdirect because in the trailer you're like, okay, the doppelgangers are going to be a bigger thing. And it's, didn't they die differently in the trailer? I thought they died in the trailer. No, you don't see them die. Like you see, oh, okay, but they do just that. Like you're like, okay, this is going to be, you know, and really it's like four minutes of yeah. time. <laughs> but I like that though. That it's like okay. Well, and they do such a good like they got really the perfect. Uh, I actually think that the. Was better, yeah. Flagstaff, thank you. Was better than the not Tallahassee. Yeah, like that casting was so good. Silicon Valley dude was fantastic. I did not one hundred percent catch that they were doppelgangers until Flagstaff came out, and then I was like, oh, okay, that's what they're doing. I get it. Yeah. I think that that other guy whose name I should definitely know but cannot think Luke of right Wilson. now. Luke Wilson, thank oh, yeah. you. I, I think like that, David Arquette. We're David. <laughs> he does look a little bit like but David Arquette. Okay. They've got the, like, like, the same hair yeah. and stuff. Yeah. When Luke, I think that Luke Wilson wanted to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what can we do that's funny? Let's do this. And then they found, then they got Silicon Valley guy. But I, I don't think that they cast Luke Wilson to be Woody Harrelson's yeah. doppelganger. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think they cast Silicon Valley guy to be right. Jesse Eisenberg's doppelganger. He just, he makes me cringe. Like his awkwardness makes me feel like awkward for him. Like, like <laughs> secondhand I, awkwardness. It is. Like, cause you keep talking about Silicon Valley and I watch it and I'm just like, Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, oh, basically oh. everything he does in Silicon Valley. I'm like, Oh no, that was a bad decision yeah. you have made. I understand why you think it was good but oh no yeah no, i had to stop watching that show i, oh. I did not get very far into it because i couldn't deal with that it's yeah awkward that's why i could never watch the american the office because i found steve carroll's character just painful to watch because he was likable and to watch him just screw up so constantly it was like i can't the british office i can watch all day because ricky gervais's character is not nearly as likable see i couldn't watch the the uk one because ricky gervais was too mean Mm -hmm. like i was just like i i feel bad like this this guy makes me feel bad and i think that with the u.s office there was I don't know. I don't think I could watch it now, actually, now that I'm mm-hmm. thinking about it. I think it came out at a time when I could watch it, but if I were if, if I were getting into it now, I don't think I would. Mm. Okay. I don't know, man, guys. This is just a good movie. Yeah. How about the gun they had Wichita using? Oh, the, oh, the Elvis gun. gun. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, the Elvis that's, gun was that's fantastic. Little Rock. Oh, oh, okay. I, 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 as, as soon as they put the camera on her, I was like, she kept her gun. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was another one of those moments where you're like, okay, I know what's actually going on. But no, um, the gun that Wichita was using was just this huge, massive, ca- I don't even know what it was. You know, everyone else was using like It's like a, a fucking Borderlands gun. Yeah, yeah it was a Borderlands gun. Yeah, everyone else was using like a... AK or, or a shotgun and, and she's up there with, I don't know, some grenade launcher. I don't even know what that was, but it was, it was huge. It was yeah. impressive. Yeah. And I like that they gave it to her instead yeah. of like Tallahassee. It I just, know. it feels like they, it feels like all of the characters 
were thought about with the same depth, Mm -hmm. which that does. I don't get that feeling in a lot of movies and a lot of movies. It feels like a bunch of dudes in a room were like, yeah, this guy does this and he does this and here are all of his reasons why. And I don't know, put the girl in a tight t-shirt and some short shorts and hand her this, I guess it's fine. Mm -hmm. Make it a little enough gun that it will fit in her hands. Yeah. 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 But like, it feels like here, you know, I don't know what kind of gun it was that Wichita Mm -hmm. was using, but I feel like she chose to use that gun. Yes. She picked it out deliberately. Also Emma Stone is just fantastic. I like the mall scene. Them on the segways, just the segway. Yeah. Like just chilling out. Like one of the things I like about this movie that I didn't realize I liked until just now was, is how, boring some things get like not the movie's not boring yeah but you know you hear about uh the mundaneness the mundaneness uh, i was I, reading an article um or something written by written by or interview with or something with a soldier and they were talking about how the things you don't think about about war is how bored you get and how bad it is because you're terrified and you should be terrified and you could die any moment but a lot of it's just fucking waiting <laughs> and how weirdly boring it is. And I, I got that sense in this movie that there's mm-hmm. just so much, like you could die any minute and everything is dangerous. But at the same time, what the fuck do you do with your time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're just, you know, riding around the mall on segways and he's, you know, throwing his liquor bottle up for no reason. And the whole like, good, yeah. good job. You, you shot your liquor. Good. Yeah, <laughs> just them wandering around, and then I also like that it's them having the relationship discussion. Someone like Tallahassee mm-hmm. having this relation, you know, listening to this relationship discussion with with his friend with Columbus, and it's it's such a role reversal. That I'm, yeah, because usually it's the female characters yeah. having the conversation. You need to get over him. Yeah. Let's but, go to the let's go to the mall. Right, like right. like Columbus even says, I thought a little retail therapy would help. Like they go to the mall because he's sad. Yeah. <laughs> and they want to buy things. And Tallahassee being the good friend is like, all right, let's go to the fucking mall. Well, you want to go to the mall? All right. If that gets you out of the fucking house, let's go to the mall. Exactly. Like it's so good. It's just it's like ah, it's great. And now I'm singing Let's Go to the Mall by Robin Sparkles. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Another thing I love that I feel like shows how aware the writers are of what they're messing with, what like what they're they're playing with in this movie, is when Tallahassee starts in on his "I have native blood coursing oh through my, my veins." It's very aware. Like, yes, it's so aware. And even when Columbus is doing the voiceover, where he's like, "He could or could not. I don't know. He doesn't really know either." Just yeah. <laughs> it's just, I love. It's so good, and it's such like you know you always get those white dudes in the fucking cowboy hats that wear like the turquoise and the bone necklaces and carry their fucking gun and have no goddamn respect for the environment because they drive huge ass fucking trucks and all this bullshit. Who are like, I've got native blood. My grandmother was a Cherokee princess. And I'm like, oh, I love everything about that scene. And I love that they bring it back at the end. Like, I just, that's, it it made me, that's one of the reasons where I'm like, this movie knows what the fuck it's playing with. Like, it knows the tropes it's got. It knows, oh yeah, the social commentary it's making. Can I just, I, I have to say, horror this month has been on point because this fucking movie is great. Also, Adam's family is fantastic, by the way. Like the new one, the animated one, it's fucking great. So this month, and I haven't seen it yet, but my daughter really wants to because she recently discovered that they do this Days of the Week song at her school, where it's like, I, I don't even know, but Monday and then Tuesday, Wednesday then and then Thursday, Friday and then Saturday, and then the weekend. Da 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 da. da. <laughs> And so she recently discovered that that is the tune to the Adams Family song. And so now she is like, I want to watch the Adams Family. So we carved pumpkins last weekend and we watched the Adams Family and she is fucking about it. Nice. Like, also, quick Adams Family tangent. They are the best fucking people. Are they not? Like, it had been a long time since I saw that movie. But, like, it just cracks me up that they were sort of written to be, like, the anti-suburbanites. And, like, the parents love each other. Oh, and they're yeah. They're yeah. so supportive of their kids. And, like, you know, they get the, the Uncle Fester, maybe fake Uncle Fester. And they don't care. They're, they're just like, 
like, there comes a point where it's like, you're probably not really him, but you know what? It's cool. You're Uncle Fester now. And I feel very strongly, like, if Uncle Fester actually showed back up, they'd be like, hey, Uncle Fester, this is Uncle Fester. And Uncle Fester would be like, cool, are we sharing a room or what, buddy? And they would all still be a big family. Like, Uncle Fester? Uncle Fester? They would, yeah, they would not. <laughs> we could literally, the four of us, show up and say, no, I'm Cousin Kinsey or I'm Cousin, and they'd be like, awesome, man, so you're going to stay in the dungeon? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's, they would give yeah. us a fucking room and feed us immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they're so great. And all these people are like, we want to steal your money. And it's like, you don't have to fucking steal it. Just show up. Yeah. <laughs> Just show up and they will invite you inside. So, yeah, I, I have to say, the animated film is a fucking delight. So, October's been killing it this month on, all right. on horror. We'll take, we'll take her to see Because it. we went and saw it and there was a lady behind me that was cackling louder than I was and I cackled the whole fucking way <laughs> so I don't know who she is but I kind of want to be her friend now I watched a movie on Hulu called Purity I think mm-hmm. and it was a horror movie about purity balls <sighs> oh. now the I must see the idea of it in a lot of ways is better than the execution but I still really recommend it because I'm like holy shit why hasn't this been done before it's so good I saw some really good looking trailers before the the film too I'm intrigued by the turning. Like, yeah. Like, I'm intrigued by that. I don't know what what's going on with Finn Wolfhard with it, but I'm. I'm, I'm I think it's going to turn out that the little girl's the bad guy. Probably, but they're 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 forcing that that the the boy a little bit too hard. Yeah, I think the boy's fucked up because the little girl's the bad guy. And Is it? Is it some sort of retelling of the turning of the screw? I don't know. Because I was, when I was watching it, I was like, this really looks like the turn of the screw maybe. for a long time until like I was like, maybe it's not. Maybe? I don't know. And then they pop up the name The Turning. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. exactly. So it doesn't look exactly like the turn of the screw, but it feels like it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I am going to be interested to see the, I can't think of her name, but she's from Halt and Catch Fire and the new Terminator coming out. Seeing her kind of be not a badass and awesome, so it's going to be weird seeing her not do that. Finn Wolfhard looks so good in the movie. Yeah, he does. Like, I mean, not creepily. Not, not, not in a right. creepy, yeah, yeah, yeah. he looks good, but in a, like, he is a solid fucking actor for being, like, yeah. well, I guess he's, like, 18 or something now. Yeah, he's, yeah, but he's, he's really, like, we, I mean, we have watched him. Yeah. He, well, and he was good in Stranger Things when yeah. it started. Like, all the Stranger Things kids are fucking stellar. Yeah. yeah. I hope the other ones start doing more stuff. I want them all to just do horror movies for the rest of my life. <laughs> it is a modern adaptation of the 1898 horror novella, The Turn of the Screw. Good call. Good call. <laughs> good call. It looks like it, but it looks like it's a bit more overt. Like, like mm-hmm. there, there are definitely more overt things happening in it than I remember happening mm-hmm. in the book. So I'll have to read it before we do it, so I can do reread yeah. it before we do it, so I can have my fantastic in the book. Okay, yeah. we haven't had a lot to say because this was just a really great movie. Yeah, we, so we like- it's just fun. I think this is a really good example of how fun movies can still not be shitty with their social stuff. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people give fun movies a pass, mm-hmm. and I think that this proves you don't need to fucking do that. Yeah. No. It's the social stuff, and it's just it's just well done. From the gore to the writing to everything. Just mm-hmm. they, they nailed it. Well, and even when they're making fun of the pacifists and the hippies, which they do a fucking lot, they still, in the ends... Have them get their shit together. Yeah, but they still do it in their way. Like yeah. it's not like it's not like okay, we all have guns. Like no, they, they they use no guns. Yeah, like and I think that that's that's another interesting point. Actually, is that in the end of this film, they use no guns, mm-hmm. not a single fucking gun. As soon as the main uh, cast well, gets to Babylon, well, a Elvis single fucking gun. gun. Yeah. A single fucking For gun. The, but the straggler, though, like I mean, they killed. How many zombies before that yeah. last one? Mm-hmm. That was not a thing I noticed, but you're right. They did. They got rid of all their guns, and they were still successful. They got rid of all but one well-regulated gun. <laughs> <laughs> a well-regulated militia. I'm always going to remember that, thanks to that Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Adrian, you have a rule. I do, yes. <laughs> Apologies for the five minutes of silence there while I stared blankly at Kinsey. With a moment of panic. I was like, yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't grab anything right. So when you were like, you have the rule, I was like, oh, no, I have forgotten the rule. The rule, though, is teamwork, which was, if you will recall, Flagstaff's number one rule, which he did not follow no. and thus turned into a fucking zombie. I like it. All right. Deb? 
You have our quote. Let's kick some dicks. Let's <laughs> kick some dicks. Just because it rhymes doesn't make it a good tagline. <laughs> and the enthusiasm. <laughs> the enthusiasm. I would have lot. He tried. Like everybody spends the whole movie being like, you need a new tagline. And so then like at the end, he unveils his new tagline and everybody's like, mm. Mm. and you can see him be like, <laughs> I tried so hard. And he's just, just a little deflated. Yeah. He's like, fine, I'm just going to go shoot these fucking zombies. <laughs> I will say though, this was something we did mention in the video. There was a lot of good fucking quotes, gang. There's like, man, so many. I ain't afraid of no roach is still mine. I don't know. I like hail to the motherfucking chief. That made, that made me laugh. I was like, well, so. I feel like Cinderella at the ball. <laughs> That's a good one. Too. So, and then I have our poll. What landmark would you go to visit in Zombieland? I think I would like to go visit Plum Island for scientific reasons. Plum Island is a place where they research diseases. And I think I would like to go see it both because it's someplace I've always wanted to go and because a place that researches diseases might be a cool place to be. I was going to say, and it's an island. And it's an island. I think that's the epicenter of the zombie virus. (laughs) You're right. I'm trying to think of where I would go. And the thing is, you you know, I want to go live in the Redwoods Mm -hmm. like a fucking Ewok. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to go to the Red Boys and just build a goddamn Ewok village up there. <laughs> I like it. I'll be your neighbor because I would go to Alcatraz because that's another island. Oh, that's a good one. And But it's haunted as shit, Kinsey. You're going to trade zombies for some fucking ghosts. You know what? <laughs> Maybe that'll keep the zombies away. I will become friends with the ghosts. We'll make it work. <laughs> Uh, I was trying to think of a place to like sort of keep things away. And like a lot of the man-made things that I want to see, I think I, like, there's just, I don't know, I'm not as interested. Well, I think some of them, like, if you're going to the man-made, like, you're going to run into, like, so, like, say you're doing House on the Rock, the new, the the American God's Place. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I might go there. I go to the the House of Eternal Return to just be able to lock the doors and spend as much fucking time as I want there, uh, because they close, and that sucks. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I go to House on the Rock. I go to the House of Eternal Return. But if we're talking about somewhere to like go and live, like they did, I don't know. I think probably, although maybe Santa Fe with the House of Eternal Return wouldn't be too bad. Depends on how zombies do in cold. Because in Santa Fe, you can just go up to the mountains. I think it just depends on what zombies were. I mean, well, it's Zombieland zombies, so they're going to have the running. But if they freeze, which line? that's the thing is like right. if zombies are sort of cold blooded and they get sluggish in the cold. Because like last time we went to the House of Eternal Return. We were staying in an Airbnb in the mountains, and it was like 60 degrees down in Santa Fe. And then we were driving back up to our Airbnb, and it started motherfucking snowing. And it was like 32 degrees. And I'm like, how the fuck is it 32 degrees 10 goddamn minutes away from where it was 65? So if the if the zombies do poorly in, in the cold, I think Santa Fe... Santa Fe is lovely. The only my only concern is some areas that you're looking at. If it's a larger population area where wherever you're going is, and you're gonna you've got to run into that. Because at first I was like, I'm gonna go the Hollywood sign, you know, just see. Sign, but yeah. then I'm like, but then that's in L.A. and then that's a lot of zombies. No, no. L.A. L.A.'s got a concentration of zombies that wouldn't disperse. Yeah, a smaller town might have zombies that eventually have dispersed in search of food and yeah. That's my only, you know, and now granted, I know I'm kind of walking the line with Alcatraz because it's right there, San Francisco. But they got to get through water, and it depends on how they do water. Like, are they like do they pirates just, of the Caribbean type zombies where they can walk mm-hmm. under right. the water, or are they the ones that just like fucking float and are helpless once they hit the water? My personal headcanon is they're the Max Burke zombies. They're a relentless force, so they're going to keep walking, but then they're also, you've got the decay happening and all of that. Well, see, like, was it Land of the Dead where they walked through the water? Yeah. See, I always had trouble with that because, like, but dead they, bodies get gases. But they, they were, fucking float. But like, that's they, why you have to tie concrete to them. But they were evolving, though. That's the thing with the Land of the Dead one because they were getting smarter. Sure, but they still have gases. There's still biological things happening in there, and you still can't float. So I feel like zombies should be pretty fucking helpless. Welcome to the zombie debate corner. <laughs> I, have to, I have to make a point, though, in the zombie debate corner. There's no evidence that the zombie land zombies are dead. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could be rage zombies. Yeah. 
That's a whole other Because thing. if they're not dead, then that brings up tons of other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Because if they're dead, they should have gases. They hit the water. They're fucking helpless. Like, they can yeah. walk until they float, and then maybe they'll get washed back up on shore. Maybe they'll get washed out to sea. Who fucking knows? But now you just have an ocean full of things that will kill you and turn you into a zombie, which is also terrifying, and I love it. This is another reason not to go to the sea. You don't know how many, how many zombies there are out there in the ocean. That's true. <laughs> um, but if they're not dead, then they don't necessarily have the gases. They also don't necessarily have the wherewithal to swim. Mm-hmm. So they might still be fairly helpless. But the not dead thing raises a very interesting point. Mm-hmm. I have another little argument I need to make, which is that things don't evolve without reproduction. So they weren't evolving. They weren't. What is that called? Where they... Where they change. Is it just mad? Because like, they use this word a lot, particularly in zombie movies, where there's like new kinds of zombies, or like in horror movies where there's yeah. a new kind of monster. Okay. Actually, let me back up, because the most literal meaning of evolution is change. So you could say they're evolving. Mm-hmm. What, when, when I say they're not evolving, I mean in the scientific Darwin... Yeah natural selection type evolving they're not because they're not reproducing but in the sense of changing okay they're evolving okay Okay. debbie what about you where i'm just gonna go to like lake alberta and like you know it's cold enough up there there's probably not gonna be a lot well if you could find a good island in a lake Mm -hmm. and you assume Mm -hmm. that zombies are helpless in water Mm but it's also close enough for you to continue to get supplies. Cause also yes. like I'm aware of the fact that I am a modern fucking human being who has grown up in the city. Mm-hmm. I'm not homesteading. I'm not like going to figure out there's nothing that's going to make me suddenly good at plants in the zombie apocalypse. We had a garden growing up. So like I, I can handle that. I think we uh, had a garden too. I weeded it for $20 a week. Probably I pulled a lot of flowers. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I mean like we helped like till and plant and all that. Oh yeah. Tilling. What? <laughs> Uh, I don't have a green thumb. That gene has skipped me, so <laughs> I would not do well with the gardening or the prepping or any of that. No. I need to be somewhere where I can go get more canned goods. <laughs> what Adrian said. Yeah. Like, I need to be close enough yeah. to uh, an epicenter of something mm-hmm. to continue to get the supplies that I know how to deal with. But I am genre savvy, so I think I'd still be helpful in a zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Do we have anything else? Yes. Okay. Just remember, you want a veterinarian on your zombie apocalypse team. Yes. And we already called Donna, so you can't have her. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. We do appreciate your support. We're also on social media. We're at Twitter at Beyond Cabin. Instagram and Facebook is Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. We do have a web page, which is beyondthecabininthewoods.com. We do talk about the videos. We do have Patreon, which is Beyond the Cabin. And we are part of the Gumby Cat Network, so you definitely should check them out. They've got a lot of fun shows to listen to to expand your podcast horizons. And thank you guys so much for listening. Don't read the Latin. Let's kick some dicks! (laughs) You know what horror is. Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts for podcast people. Meow. Meow.